The Forum at 8 on SAFM. Seven minutes after eight. Uh, thank you so much for tuning into the forum at eight. And as I speak, I'm sure many of you probably in your cars driving to whichever Mandela Day projects you are participating in this morning. And of course, Mandela Day tomorrow, the 18th of July. But uh, many people already out and about today are trying to make those contributions. And interestingly, you know, a conversation that's developing on my Twitter timeline about Madiba and Madiba's legacy. Uh, KGM saying that Mandela excellently managed to indoctrinate South Africans into disregarding time except for the 67 minutes instead of doing good always to which Lunga says that you know Mandela critics must rather tell us what they are doing to undo the so-called Mandela wrongs instead of just being couch revolutionaries and as I say you know um, you will decide what you want to do whether you actually want to contribute towards this particular legacy or not and then um, I also asked you earlier to tell us what you are doing for this day if indeed you are participating and um, here's a nice one from Siddiqui Rakolote, who says Mandela Day is at uh, Letlasedi Combined School. It's a farm school uh, outside Klerksdorp. In 2014, we built a dormitory and in 2015, we're putting up the showers. So that's the sort of spirit that we ourselves here at SAFM are engaging in this morning. Really, really proud about uh, the project that we have undertaken and um, you know, um, it really warms the heart. Lots of work to be done. Um, and it couldn't have uh, been possible without the help of everybody involved, including our sponsors. And we'll speak about them in just a moment. But first, some time to reflect on what we did last year. Now, um, if you remember, a Gift of the Givers last year, along with SAFM, uh, spent Mandela Day in Platfontein, which is a settlement of the Kun and the Toe San tribes outside um, on the outskirts of Kimberley in the Northern Cape. Now, the group um, brought much-needed relief to this poverty-stricken community, which is very heavy reliant on government social grants for survival. And a year later, we are sad to say that, unfortunately, not much has changed. Unemployment remains high, and many are struggling to survive. Mpo Lipedi visited the settlement and compiled this report for us. An impoverished community gripped by poverty. The land restitution claim of the Batlapping people in Smutsroft in 2002 saw the Sun Group moving from Smutsroft Farm to Platfontein. The group moved from Namibia and was resettled in the Northern Cape. Through government's intervention, they moved into RDP houses in Platfontein. Teenage pregnancy and illiteracy levels are very high in the area. 52-year-old Kayanda Jamba is a mother of three who shares a two-bedroom RDP house with 14 family members. Jamba is unemployed and lives with three sons. They are three wives and eight grandchildren. They have no income and depend solely on social grants. She says life is hard. I'm living a life of struggle. My children are not working. I'm not working and they all live with me. They have children that I have to take care of. 
because I still do not qualify for pension grant. So we are relying on the social grant of four children out of the eight. Their mothers are also unemployed, and it's like every day is baby-making. What can we do? We don't have nothing to do. No jobs, no nothing. Some of the residents say they still have hope that government can do more to help them. They say that their only wish is for every day to be a Mandela Day, as that is when they will receive the assistance they need. Oh, life here is so tough. I love this man, Mandela, and I wish he was here. He would have made sure that we are well taken care of. If every day can be Mandela Day, that will mean a lot to us because that will mean that they take care of us every day in honor of Mandela. SABC's Vuzi Lukoto is one of the SAFM team members who participated in last year's activity where they handed over food parcels and loads to the community. He says the poverty witnessed in the community is heartbreaking. One thing... um which were surprised when we were driving to um, Blackfontein the first day was the area is not far from uh, Halishiwe, but we couldn't understand why you have Halishiwe on this side and you have uh, Blackfontein on this side. Why uh, are they not staying in Halishiwe and they are just staying on their own like they don't belong to uh, South Africa and the poverty in that area? There's just no recreational facilities. You find um, soccer grounds here and there, and the poverty is something else which I cannot even describe. A lot of people are not waking. Uh, They are lying on grounds. When they wake up, they go to drink, and you find in every second or third house, there's a group of people sitting there drinking. The future is bleak for these children who are trapped in the cycle of poverty and have to jump over many hurdles if they are to have a better future. The, that report by Mpoli Pedi out in Blackfontein. And as I said, you know, yeah, last year we went out there and um, it was really, you know, a soul-warming experience. But we did what we could at the time. And um, we are here and we can safely say that we wish that we could do more. And I guess that's what this year's project is about. We, we wanted to do more. We wanted to leave um, a legacy behind. And I think that is what we are going to achieve this year in Budibe village and um, to talk about uh, to us about this year's project is Mr. Moses Lepadi who is of course uh, the person who started the organization um, that we are assisting this year as part of our Mandela Day offering as SAFM and um, we'll also speak to you know some of the other people involved and our sponsors without whom we could not have achieved any of what we have done here. Um, Dr. Moses thank you so much for coming through. Thank you very much and good morning to all the listeners. Dr. Moses, if you can just start by painting a picture for our listeners of, you know, the project, how it started, and why uh, you decided to embark on it. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Um, I come from that area, Budibe. I was working for many years in the township of Itzosing. And most of the time... I was working as a businessman, by the way. 
most of the time people would come, you know, ask him for this and that and that and would always give willingly. But then it so happened that in my church, the Methodist church in Mafeking, they formed a soup kitchen. Then I sat down with my wife and we decided that, you know, we have been so generous to many people. Can't we form a soup kitchen, you know, and channel all the generosity that you have been doing to the people? She asked me where to. I said Budibe because you are working in Budibe. She's been working there for over 22 years. So I said, let's go to Budibe. I met a friend. We were together in Nafkok. Her name is Pusele Tomasebe. We gave the concept to her. And gladly and willingly she accepted the concept. And that was the beginning of the whole thing. We started working together until up to this day. So in terms of what you do on a daily basis and and how the uh, the community gets to benefit from it? Um, We are supplying, our soup, soup kitchen is giving food to members of the community, the elderly, the sick, you know, and the disadvantaged. On every Monday, every Wednesday, and every Friday. So we cook. We had a number of people who volunteered to join us, and together we worked with them, and we are supplying the people with the food on those days. And um, I think, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those uh, situations whereby we need to paint a picture for you of um, Budibe Village and, you know, the plight that we are talking about. When you get there, um, uh, we were told, you know, some of the elderly uh, people arrive there early in the morning. And for some of them, that is the only meal they will have for the day. And they, that, that's the place where they spend their time. And yet everything that is there is makeshift, um, you know, and uh, we'll put up some pictures uh, between Shwe Shwe and I. We took some pictures. We'll also post a video because we want you to appreciate what the place looked like before the intervention of um, uh, the SAFM uh, um, and their partners and what it will look like afterwards because there isn't even a structure whereby people can sit under and enjoy this meal. It's just open. It is literally just open felt and the dust i have never experienced dust like that in my life i i went you know to the hotel and it's amazing how many times i had to literally you know wash my face to begin with to get rid of all that dust and i look at ali's eyes and and they still red because i saw him slogging away there yesterday in the dust but before i get to ali let me speak to um puseleto masebe that ndate um moses referred to she is from budibe village and of course you are very much hands-on involved with the day-to-day um, offering that uh, uh, with, with uh, the help of Ntate, uh, Moses and others you bring to Budibe Village. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am, for this opportunity. Yes, you already said 
My name is Puseleto Masebe, residing at Budibe village, where the village was very disadvantaged because of all the situations that came in. But to myself, it was a blessing to meet with the family of Ntatelepadi. As it is already explained by Ntatelepadi, yes, we had a number of challenges in our community, but at times God answers prayers at all time. You know, tears are the language God understands. You will cry for many years, but one day your tears will be responded. As I am staying in Budibe, I know the situation and the life of Budibe. We struggled from 2013 and until today with Mr. Lepadi. And yes, yet it is a blessing to us to be having a wonderful family like Ntatelepadi and the family. They adopted us in our community. Yes, it was a very good challenge whereby we had a situation whereby raining will be there. Then our people will be coming and elderly people, sick, others, they are just taking tablets. But before you take the tablets, there is a law that says you need to eat. Where are you going to eat? Then when we see that uh, you, you, there is that challenge, we said, let us dish for three days. It was not easy for us because this was supposed to be done out of our pockets in a street field, not having pots, but above all, uh, amongst the community, and another old woman called Maramji adopted us and gave us some assistance of his yard and also uh, the pots together with his children. It was a blessing to us. We were always with our chief, Kosi Rapulana Victor Matlaba. He was also giving us the support and other uh, teams like Lafarge and also people like Henwil. When we give a cry for the little that they had, they will support us. It's really a blessing for us to have you today in our lives. And of course, you know, um, the situation there, just to explain it uh, a bit further, is there's no electricity. There was no water until recently. And um, that is where our sponsors really came in in a big way to find the water, to sink the borehole. And um, it, it, it was just fantastic to see yesterday the joy that people felt at seeing water come out of a tap. Things that very often, um, you know, those of us who are slightly more fortunate take for granted. The fact that you're going to turn the tap and water will come out. It is not a given throughout this country. You're listening to uh, the Forum at 8 and it's coming to you from uh, the Northwest Province this morning because SAFM, along with our very generous sponsors, are um, uh, trying to leave a lasting legacy in Budibe Village. And, um, you know, we're speaking to some of the people involved and I must just say, you know, we have come here to lend a hand to um, Ntate uh, Moses Lepadi and Puseleso um, Masebe and others who started this project and we just felt that maybe we can come in and do something. So at the moment, when you get to uh, the project uh, in Budibe village, there's like a makeshift tent. It's, it's not even a tent. It's some makeshift structure, Nyana. And, you know, um, obviously uh, that serves as the boma where the cooking happens. And there aren't even chairs. 
um, for the elderly to come and sit on. So people have collected crates over time and they've put those crates out and people will come there, sit. And as I say, you, you actually need to see it to believe it. So if you're around this area, maybe you can drive out to Budibe Village and come and have a look. So we are absolutely grateful that, you know, um, we will at the end of this project leave a proper structure that will have a kitchen and a dining hall covered. So come rain or shine, the elders, the other disadvantaged people in Budibe village will have a place to go to. And more importantly, the sustainability factor that we also you know, want to uh, try and add to, whereby there will be people um, um, and uh, to work on this project. And more importantly, there will be food to be given to the community. But before we even get to food, the issue of water. Ali Sayed of Gift of the Givers, we were together last year in Plattfontein in Kimberley. And this morning you said something to me um, about, you know, this project and, 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 and your feelings about it. And I would like for you to share that with our listeners as well. Isakina, it's great to be with you again. Um well, this morning we were speaking, of course, reflecting on the last year's project, and uh, it came up. We said this: the nature of the Budibi project is so much more dynamic, in that we're going to be leaving uh, a lasting footprint, so to speak, in the in for the entire community as well. I was also speaking to people of Lichtenberg yesterday. Um, the the model that we're trying to get going here in Budibi will act as a as an example. For, for other villages, similar villages and communities in the northwest where they can come and visit and they can see how the tunnel gardens are put up, how one runs a chicken crowd with 400 chickens, um, how to best get the higher pressure, pressure out of your water in a bowl, etc., etc. So, yeah, more than just... Uh, 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 one project or, or one soup kitchen, mm-hmm. uh, sustainable soup kitchen, uh, the Budibi project will also act as a kind of example for for others who wish to take up this challenge that uh, Moses and, and and his team has have have done, uh, so yeah, it's gonna definitely leave a lasting legacy uh, for, for for many. So um, one of the things you know, once we identify the process, and I'm not gonna go too much into that because tomorrow um, during the program and and it will be broadcast on um, a weekend AM live. Um, we, we will talk you through the process of how we decide on these projects. And uh, one of our colleagues, uh, Apiwe Honono, will explain how we actually got um, to partner with this particular project. But whenever we embark on a Nelson Mandela Day project, gift of the givers are there without flinching. They don't ask questions. It's like, what do you need us to do? And they will go above and beyond. And one of the first things we identified was the fact that there was no water. I mean, no water. As we drove into Bodibe village, we came across um, this um, a donkey cart filled with um, containers of water at the back. And this was going to Bodibe village to go and supply water obviously only to some people in the village. And I actually am not sure how that works, whether people pay for that. Um, Puseleto is saying yes. So people pay for the water, someone to go and get water elsewhere and bring it into the village. So what happens to people who don't have the money 
to pay for water. It means they have to go without. But thanks so much to our sponsors, to Gift of the Givers, um, also to um, you know uh, the Northwest Government uh, about those 400 chickens, and we'll speak about that in a moment. There was Nedbank as well, and also um, Builders. They came on, Allianz, Mercedes-Benz, all our partners. And guess what? Yesterday when we got there, there was running water at that particular project and um, you'll see on the video you know to 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 think of someone dancing you know joy at the sight of running water it really really humbles one thank you so much for staying with the forum at eight this morning and we are in uh, the northwest province it's for our mandela day project and uh, this year you know um, we've really embarked on a very ambitious project and uh, i'm just glad to say that you know it is all coming together and this is of course uh, a community building initiative to celebrate nelson mandela international day which is tomorrow and our Executive producer Krivani Pillay, um, you know, put together a package in which she talks us through this particular project that we are assisting. Three times a week, volunteers of the Retswenye Gile Relief Givers Soup Kitchen meet in Bodibe Village to discuss the meal they will serve mainly to the sick and elderly in the area. The project was started and funded by retired teacher Moses Lepadi. I had always been passionate about assisting especially the elderly. I took the experience from the church where I'm attending in Mafiking. We started the soup kitchen then. I was the chairperson. Then I copied the ideas and brought them to Budipe village. He bought a three-hectare piece of land in 2013 with the dream of feeding this community. However, poor infrastructure hampered his goal to provide daily meals for the elderly. The area has no water and the community relies on private tankers to deliver drums of water. There's also limited access to power and no sewage system in place. The people are coming here because I've been with them for, you know, it's over two years now. I know them personally, but I know people who, without us here, life is a problem. There are instances where we are not able to cook, you know, for a period of five to six days. Then when we come, really, we meet desperate situations where people, you know, cry about the hunger. Our absence means a lot to them. Most of the time, we buy the food. But we have other people who regularly come to our rescue. We provide meals three times a week on Monday, on Wednesday and on Friday. Yes, it's one meal per day. But when we afford, we give them uh, porridge, soft porridge in the morning. And then they wait for the afternoon where we provide them with whatever we have. Pop and soup, pop and meat, you know, whatever we have. As a menu for that day. Despite the adversities, 
Mr. Lepardi and his volunteers get together three times a week to cook and serve food to about 150 Bodibe residents. They eat while sitting on cold, hard plastic crates. Everything is done in the open air. No shelter or comfort from the elements. I met Pilusira Siliki, a volunteer tasked with cooking. The structure is okay, but it's not okay when it's winter time and when it's rainy because there's a lot of wind and dust. Tell us about some of the people that come here for food. Oh, if you can see these people, you can cry. Because sometimes, eh, the bent one, they even take those things. When I came here and wake up in the morning, even my niece, you can see, I put the bandage. I forced to come here because I'm crying for the old people and the children. They have no food in their house. You can cry if you can see them. when we go. If there are some leftovers, they, they just take the leftovers in the plastic, a dirty plastic. We even wash them. Say, we are going to take this for the children for tomorrow. The volunteers themselves have suffered on hard times, but they declare that they still have far more than the community here. With the little they have, these volunteers are meticulous about hygiene and keeping the cooking and serving utensils in good condition. Because there is a lot of poverty and we can see that people are dying of hunger. That is why we decided to come together and volunteer and cook for the elderly of our community. We don't have shoes or clothes ourselves. The children at least can eat at schools, but the elderly that are left behind don't have anything to eat. Because of weather, when it rains too much, they would cry and say, because this is the only place we eat at. I'll, I'll, I'll eat a bit for lunch, and then the rest I'm going to eat in the, in the, in the evening. This year, SAFM, together with Gift of the Givers, Nedbank, Builders, the Northwest Agricultural Department, Allianz, and Mercedes-Benz East Rand Mall, have developed a sustainable project that will provide the community for years to come. We leave the residents of Bodibe with a dining hall and a kitchen, a borehole, a vegetable garden and a chicken run, but above all, a sense that they are not the forgotten people of South Africa. We are very worried about the condition of our community of Ramahwa Budibe village. We are grateful to Puseleto, Mr. Lepadi and Mr. Morake. Because of them, right now, the level of hunger has decreased. At least we can have something to fill our stomachs. And even our elders can see where they are going because they are sick and had no food to eat. Mr. Lepadi is the one that came up with this idea and asked us to come together as a community and provide meals for our elderly so that they can be able to take medication. Even though we had a lot of challenges like not knowing where we are going to cook for the elderly, especially when it was raining, we were hopeful that one day everything would be all right. As a resident of Budibe, I have been volunteering here for a long time. I feel proud and I'm happy that we have this soup kitchen. Thank you very much to the beautiful South Africans for their assistance.
I'm Krivani Pillay in Bodibe village, Northwest Province. And uh, coming to you from our project and, uh, you know, speaking to our sponsors, speaking to um, the people who actually made sure that uh, we are here today because they started this from nothing, from scratch. Um, and that uh, Moses Lepadi and uh, Pusileto Masebe. Uh, but I want to go uh, to a Gift of the Givers and uh, we'll bring in all the other sponsors as well. Ali Sayed, the issue of the borehole. And, um, you know, I learned a lot about boreholes during this particular process because I thought you just go, you dig, and there the water's there. And apparently not. You know, um, you, you, you could sink several holes and still not strike water. Um, but fortunately, fortunately, you did find water. We found water at about 40 meters deep, um, which was which which was a great surprise to, to all of us. We thought we were going to have to dig and dig and dig. At about 40 meters, it's not shallow, but it's a lot of water. Um, immediately, you know, as we were busy building, it became... Uh, as we were building, you know, we need to mix cement, you need to mix uh, plaster sand, and like, oh, water, you know. We think the probably the only little... Uh, property in Bodibe that actually had the luxury of building something and knowing that whenever we need water to put a brick on the wall, we have water. You know, simple things that we really do take for granted, like electricity to to measure something small. A corner is your corner mm. at 90 degrees. We take it for granted. Oh, we can just put on the light and we'll see a perfect 90 degree angle. Uh, so, yeah, it's the, a real, real blessing, you know, uh, that, that we managed to find water. And, and we must, I must also say, um, the, the man who found the water for us, Naftali, he, he lives about 200, 300 meters away from the, from, from, from the area. And, and he said, oh no, he'll be more than happy to help us find water in the area. He found it immediately in a couple of hours and we were down there. And yeah, it's, as, if, if you take a drive down to the village now, <laughs> the water's uh, <laughs> it's, it's it's something that's really a sight to behold. Yeah. It's such a blessing, and um, uh, you know, Alsputeleta, uh, you were actually crying. You know how important is that? You know, discovery, just having water on the premises. Yes, thank you. This is really a blessing for us. In fact, we were not uh, even thinking that one day we'll be having water. The struggle that is there in my community, because water is life. Uh, at times we will wait for the tanks of water, whereby sometimes there'll be a strike, then you won't receive water. But we have been praying at Ratsunyekhile that one day our God will respond. Seeing water, as you have been explaining yesterday, when the water was coming out, it's really a shock to us. We are really blessed and thank you for all. And of course, you know, the community will be able to benefit uh, from this, Ntate um, uh, Joseph. And five rand, and, and, and we were talking about this earlier, when you don't have the money, because you have to pay for someone to go and get the money somewhere and bring it back to you. And, you know... Um, you must have spoken to more people in the community, and you know what are the what are their sentiments about um, what you are currently doing at the site? It's it's unbelievable. It's it's definitely unbelievable. Unbelievable. Those are talked to. Most of them, you know, never believed 
that this will come to a situation where it is today. Most people just took us for granted that we we sort of wasting our own time. But with your efforts, you know, Mr. Lokuto, Apiwe, and everybody else involved, we are very much thank you, thankful. And then, of course, our generous sponsors. We've had um, Ali from Gift of the Givers, and they are here. They're busy with the building project as well. As I said, there will, at the end of this, be a proper structure, a kitchen, a dining hall, which means people can go there all the time. They, we, we want to leave a situation whereby people are not fed thrice a week, but every day of the week where they can go now, not have to pay someone five rand to go on a donkey cart um, some kilometers away and come back with water, but they can go into the yard at Ritzuelechile and actually get the water for themselves and take it home. And, you know, these are the things that really humbles a person. And um, our other sponsors, Nontlantla Shabalala, uh, who's the portfolio manager um, for volunteerism at Medbank, also joins us now, as well as uh, Nasira Ibrahim from the uh, Builders uh, General Council. Uh, thank you so much for being uh, with us here this morning as well. Thank, thank you, you very much. You Thanks for having us. And um, I must just, you know, firstly start off by thanking um, both of you for, you know, once again, just heeding the call. You know, no questions asked about, you know, what are we going to do? All of those details were ironed out later of what who's going to bring to the table. But just the fact that you were readily um, available and willing to contribute towards this project, we thank you from the bottom of our hearts as SAFM. And I'm sure I speak on behalf of the people of Budibe Village as well for your generosity. But let me start with you, um, Nontlantla, from Nedbank side. You know, um, how do you feel about this project right now? Sure, I think uh, th- thank you for that, Sakin. I think it, people saw the village and the work that uh, that De Moses, Le Paladi, and the other volunteers do for that community. That understand the importance of all of us getting involved. You're quite excited to join that community on Saturday together with the community members uh, to help make this project happen. You know, I think as as Medbank, we then say, look, we are a business that operates in a broader context. We then say, because we care about our communities, how do we then roll up our sleeves? Uh, join hand-in-hand hand with, with, with members of our communities and get involved to make a difference. So we are excited that, that we'll be able to, to work together with the people of Budibe uh, to, to make a difference uh, to, to the people in that community, particularly to the elderly and vulnerable members of that community. And Nasira Ibrahim from Builders, because, you know, that structure, you know, is going to really means so much to this community, a shelter from the elements which wasn't previously there. Yes, that's correct. I mean, I must say we've just had, this has been such an exciting initiative for us. Um, you know, it's been such a humbling opportunity as well. And I think, you know, partnering with SAFM has really allowed us to get involved um, with this initiative in a way that we perhaps ordinarily wouldn't have had the opportunity to do so. Um, you know, our CSI initiatives really are aimed at early childhood development and primary school nutrition um, and school maintenance projects. And it's, it's so lovely to erect a structure that's going to um, protect possibly the most, um, you know, disadvantaged um, people in our communities. Um, so it's really been an excellent opportunity for us. 
And um, I must also just say, you know, um, uh, some of our sponsors not uh, here this morning, not represented, but um, in their absence, I think um, we need to acknowledge them. Allianz, um, Mercedes-Benz, East Rand Mall, and of course, uh, the Northwest uh, Department of Agriculture, um, which is the other very exciting, but not that everything else isn't, but 400 chickens will be donated to the project. And it goes to the, you know, to the heart of the matter. The fact that people are hungry and, 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 and we are hoping, uh, Tate Moses, that, you know, these chickens, because we are told they'll be in various stages of, um, you know, their, uh, uh, lifespan these chickens I don't know how you're supposed to say that properly But anyway, I think you follow what I'm saying But uh, So you'll have these 400 chickens So there'll be a chicken run And I think from our side The hope is that As I said The feeding will now happen throughout the week And that we should never ha- again Have a situation Whereby people go hungry in Bodibe village Yes uh, Ali, thank you very much you know, we, we are so confident that definitely we are going to make changes to the our feeding scheme. With your assistance, definitely, this is going to change our lives and I believe it will grow. With the chickens themselves, you know, it's still a surprise to us. We, we don't know what to say really, but we, we hope out of them there's going to be growth. We haven't seen them yet, we haven't touched them yet, we haven't been with them yet. <laughs> but I believe at the time when that happens, most fortunately in my experience, I know a little bit about chicken. So we hope that next time when you come, at this time of the year, you also will be surprised at what will be happening in Rechenya Hill Relief Givers. And I think, you know, that is what we are hoping for. And, um, you know, everybody uh, who has contributed so generously, um, it, it, it all is really for a great cause. We asked the guys in the office to wear stilettos today, and um, we were going to sponsor them, 100 rand each. And uh, the money we would then also bring towards the project. So those who are walking around here, around us, not in stilettos like Lukoto, like Ronald, like Big Boy, they will all be paying 100 rand in, um, you know, penalties towards the project because, yes, we have the chickens, but, you know, there's other things that also need to be bought because we want to make sure that we eradicate hunger in Budibe village. Th- that is the main aim. It's ambitious, but as I said, with our sponsors, it seems as though it is possible right now, doesn't it, Asbudzilit? It is really possible. And, um, of course, uh, you know, we asked you to tell us about what uh, your thoughts are and what you are doing for Mandela Day. So uh, we also want to hear about uh, those particular projects. And uh, what we'll do is we'll also, you know, try and highlight them because everything across the country, across the world that is being done, is to try and alleviate the plight of those in need. And I must just say to our sponsors, once again, thank you so, so, so much to all of you. And um, before I uh, let them go, because I'm sure everybody is engaged in quite a bit here, um, uh, let me just get a final uh, word, a parting shot from Nontlantla Shabalala from Nedbank first. 
Okay, I think as Netbank would like to say, we salute uh, people like Ndade Moses Lepaladi, uh, you know, for, for taking a stand and playing their part and making a difference in the lives of the communities within which they find themselves in. Uh, as Netbank, we say we do the same and we value the communities within which we operate. And we trust that the, the vegetable tunnels that will be setting up uh, tomorrow will make a huge difference to that particular organization when it comes to the work that they do uh, of serving food to the community. So the vegetable garden uh, will come with your carrots, your spinach, your cabbage. We are saying nutrition is important for our elderly people. Uh, and we say we commend them. Um, and our staff members will be there to join you tomorrow to make sure that your Mandela Day project happens. Uh, we you. are definitely winning. We've got chickens. We've got veggies. It's moving. It's moving here. Uh, Nasira Ibrahim from Builders. Yeah, I think I really just want to echo Nantlanta's sentiments. Um, you know, I don't think one can add anything more to that. I think that these are really the types of partnerships that our country needs because this is the type of thing that really brings value to communities that otherwise would really be invisible to us. So we just want to thank you once again from Boulders. We love getting involved in these types of initiatives, and thank you for a really humbling experience. Well, thank you so much because we couldn't have done it without you. And um, that was uh, Nontlantla Shabalala, Portfolio Manager for Volunteerism at Nedbank, and uh, Nasira Ibrahim from uh, the Builders General Council. And, of course, Pudibe Village, and tomorrow it is the big day, and um, there will be some uh, feeding going on, a uh, gift of the givers. And, and, you know, the other thing about our sponsors is just that, you know, they, they they just picked up the slack. You know, where there was a plan and something fell short, Ali, gift of the givers, they were there in a heartbeat. You know, without asking any questions, they did what needed to be done. But I must also say, it's all good and well for us to sit somewhere in an office and conceptualize, you know, what needs to happen and uh, come up with a beautiful wish list. It is quite another thing to be there on site hands-on and watch things happen, make things happen under very, very difficult conditions. Those conditions are really, really hard. It is dusty. You know, when, when you talk about dust storms, like I could not believe it yesterday. It is that sort of situation. Really, really dusty, real dust storms. And these are the conditions under which, um, you know, Ali, um, 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 and Tate Moses have to operate under. And I must just say again, we thank you from the bottom of our hearts. And um, you each have just 30 seconds uh, to give us your parting shot. Uh, and I'm sure uh, the team will speak to you again tomorrow morning. Um, from Gift of the Givers Foundation, I would just like to say thank you to Gift to the um, to SAFM, Moses, the entire team, all the sponsors for uh, providing us with a platform where we could implement ideas that we've had for months and months and months. This idea of a sustainable kitchen in a village in the northwest, and you guys have provided us with a platform, a springboard, where from here on there are many other schemes that will use this model going forward. Thank you. Thank you very much, SAFM. Thank you, uh, Gift of the Givers. Uh, thank you for everybody who supported us, uh, NetBank, and also those who gave us chickens. We are really proud in Budibe, as a resident of Budibe, uh, and also our Kosi is very proud about us. We thank you all. And Kosi will, of course, be there tomorrow. Tate um, Moses? Uh, thank you very much, SAFM. You know, I don't have words. Thank you very much.
Well, thank you. I mean, we thank you for allowing us to be part, you know, of such a magnificent project. And um, just, you know, in parting, I've tweeted all of those other projects that people have sent us. But uh, on a rock, on a rock says we've got chicken, we've got veggies. All we need now is knoor. So, you know, that's a good uh, note on which to leave it. And, of course, tomorrow uh, we'll be celebrating, we'll be feasting in Budibe Village. So if you are around, do come through and come and join us, and maybe we'll even put you to work. Uh, that's it. Thank you so much to our guests this morning and to you for listening. It is 9 o'clock and time for news with Kirat Lala.